The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel this morning is from St. Luke, chapter 16, verses 19 through 31, and can be found in your Pew Bible on page 1626. Luke 16, 19 through 31. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was, a, was laid a beggar named Lazarus. He was covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and they licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades where he was in torment. He looked up and he saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in the water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides, besides all of this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot nor can anyone cross over from there to us. And he answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers, and let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. And Abraham replied, They have Moses, and the prophets, let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. And he said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. 
I got I got some questions to ask you because um, <laughs> I want to find out. <laughs> hopefully, that I'm not alone. But when you hear or read the Holy Bible, and you hear or read a story like this, some have said it's a a parable, and there's a lot of argument over that. And I don't want to be I don't want to argue. It's it's either a story or a parable. When you read in there, in, in, in there's a story, do you ever assign yourself to either the victim or the villain? I mean, I have. Sometimes I still do. I'm like, man, I sure don't want to be the rich man. You know, what up? Right? And then it's like, well, I really don't want to be Lazarus either. And, and, and I don't know if it's, the, it's this flesh thing. You know, it's like, it's all about me. I can't help but you know, do that, and, and I'm guilty as charged. I oftentimes will spend more care and more effort making sure that the shower water is the perfect temperature than I do in the words that I use with my own family, right? I'm selfish. But what I want to make sure, I mean, this is a bummer of a story. I mean, it's got the visuals in it. It's, it is there's no happy way to, you know, to I mean, this is a, this is a drag, and I want to make sure that you don't walk out of here going, oh, God, I hope I'm not the rich guy, or I hope I'm not. I mean, this isn't about you, okay? Because you're in. You, you're doing good. You're a baptized believer. Jesus on that, Christ, on that cross was crucified for you. You're not in trouble, okay? Thank you. See you next week. No, but what I want to point out is, again, Jesus during this, this, this time as we're closing out the, the church year, he's pointing out to his audience that's hearing it, they know that they are one or the other in that story. The Pharisees know that, well, they're the rich man. And Jesus is really bad for business. And the way that he's telling this, and they know their scripture. They'd read Amos. They knew Amos, right? Woe to you. And so it really comes together, and it just makes me, it just pops. It's like, well, no wonder they wanted to kill him. Because he was tearing down the self-righteousness that they had put on and through their clothes and their attitude and their position. And he is comparing them to this man. So let's dig into that. First thing I want to ask you this. Does anyone here use an alarm clock? Yeah, right? You know, and, and does anyone here uh, on their alarm clock have a snooze button? <laughs> and do you use it? You don't? I, you know, I have an alarm clock, but um, one of the things that I have discovered um, uh, in my in my age, and I'm not saying that I'm I'm 55, double nickels this year, yay! But one of the things is I can't sleep in anymore. And I used to hit the snooze button, but then I would find that after 10 minutes, or I'd be like stressing out when it to go off, or I wouldn't hear it, and and I would just be dreaming, and all of a sudden, I wonder what that annoying buzz is in the middle of. I mean, it just. These things. So, what's your point, Pastor? Well, I don't know. Now, here's the point. God actually um, 
gives us wake-up calls. And he gives those wake-up calls to a world that needs to wake up. And it's, it's like an alarm. And he speaks to our hearts and he says, it's time to wake up. It's time to follow me. And some people hit the snooze alarm. Some people go, yeah, that's nice for you. Whatever their button is to, to push it away. But, but they, they do that. And what can happen is they can find out it's too late. And they can wake up, kind of like what we see in the Bible story today, where Jesus is talking about this rich man. Rich man, didn't have a name, it's just rich man. The villain. The victim had a name. His name was Lazarus. Lazarus, the translation for that word is one who God helps. Oh, all right. And, and we can look at it and, and we see, and we'll go in deeper onto this, the difference between the rich man and Lazarus, the way they behaved and so forth. But the, 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 the point of it is, is that you're going you're gonna to be woken up someday, and where are you going to wake up? Are you going to wake up in a pit, Hades? Or are you going to wake up at the side of in this uh, Abraham, which is you're going to be reclining with Jesus? Because he's put that word out there, as we hear and, and we read the prophets, Moses and the prophets, the Holy Bible, this church, Christian radio, the universe declares his majesty, the stars at night, babies being born. He's saying, ta-da, all over the place, I'm here. And yet, people... Some people, nobody in this room, they don't wake up and they don't follow. So let's dig into this story a little bit. We have the rich man and we have Lazarus. The rich man's covered in finery, purple and linen, and Lazarus is covered in what? Sores. Nice, right? And Lazarus, as I said, he has a name. And he is forever going to be in the bosom of Abraham. That's the old translation. We have the rich man who's not named, and he remains nameless in his suffering. In comparing and contrasting, we have the rich man who ate a feast daily. This guy really enjoyed food. He enjoyed eating feasting daily, not just like a festival type of a thing that happened every once in a while. This dude was putting on the dog every day. Lazarus, in contrast, longed for the food that dropped from the table of the rich man. And the dogs, that's so gross, but they licked the sores of Lazarus. Lazarus had no enjoyment or comfort at all. Big contrast. You remember some of the Beatitudes? One of them is, blessed are those who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Lazarus hungered. Lazarus' name, one who God helps. 
Lazarus hungered, but now he's comforted and satisfied. Lazarus is reclining at the feast of the table of the king, Abraham's bosom. It's kind of a picture of John, the disciple that Jesus loved at the Last Supper. They say he was leaning against Jesus as they ate. Kind of a picture of what we see here. The picture of the feast of the Lamb. The rich man had his joy on earth. The rich man had his faith in his wealth. He had his faith in his food. He had his faith in his comfort. And as we read in our scripture this morning that Ed read for us, this all came to an end upon his death. It didn't last. Both the rich man and Lazarus have inherited a status after death. There's an inability of the one who has risen from the dead to bring some to repentance. It fits neatly with the actual resistance, which is the preaching of the risen Christ. What in the world? What do we see here? He's down in a pit. I called it a chasm. I don't know if it's a chasm. Grand Canyon. And way up there is Father Abraham and this Lazarus dude. And he's, he is so arrogant, but he's hot and he's thirsty, that he goes, Father Abraham. Now we know he's a Jew because he said that. Father Abraham. Uh-oh. Pointing to the Pharisees. Father Abraham. Tell Lazarus. This guy's in a pit and he's still getting this kind of this boss thing. It's like, hey. Tell Lazarus to get down here, dip his finger in, wet my tongue. Chop, chop. Right? Arrogance. He's in hell, and he thinks he can order around. Hey, my father's Abraham. There's another part in the Bible when it said, your father is the devil. Talking to the Pharisees again. They had an opportunity. Their wake-up call was John the Baptist. John the Baptist talked about repentance. Come and be baptized. Repent. And they came out to see what he's doing. And he goes, you brood of vipers. You whitewashed tombs. They're the rich man. No name. They're the rich man who gets an inheritance. It's going to be hot. It's going to be thirsty. They're the ones that were given the riches of God that should have been given it to the people like Lazarus, covered in sores. And they didn't. That's the point of this story. You had it to give away. Lazarus was the perfect opportunity for the rich man to exhibit almsgiving, mercy, comfort, through his things that were given to him, he could have given it to this Lazarus character. And he didn't. And he didn't. And then the great reversal that we see, the great reversal that we see, that we just talked about. One's in heaven. One's in comfort. And one is not. And it didn't have to be that way but he kept hitting the snooze button. 
he kept hitting the snooze button. So, as far as the giving goes, you know, this is kind of a weird series too. We're not, we're not hearing from the Lord saying that wealth is evil. We're saying wealth, or he's telling us, wealth is a tool. Wealth is a blessing, and wealth isn't necessarily money. Wealth is time and talent. Wealth is the gospel. Are you sharing it? Because it's just that important. And when, you decide, when we see that this person finds out that it's too late for him, he's saying, oh my gosh, send him back then to tell my brothers. And it wasn't so much that his brothers would have fellowship with Abraham. It was so that you know, they might avoid where he's at. It doesn't really work that way. It wasn't so that his, his brothers would hear and believe and devote their lives to Christ, it was, man, they don't want to be here. He still didn't get it. He was still arrogant. And one more thing, he didn't repent even when he's in Hades. Can you imagine that? He still didn't say, man, I made a mistake. Oh, I'm really sorry. And if you'll have me, I'll be a doormat in heaven. Arrogance. You, you could even wonder, I do, out loud, how is it that somebody could be that way? And yet, we're told there will be some that way. There was another Lazarus in the Bible who did return from the dead. And again, not everyone who witnessed that Lazarus who was resurrected by Jesus, not everyone was moved. Not everyone on that wake-up call was moved. And throughout the Bible, we have repentance and faith. They're just everywhere, wrought in, 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 in our Scripture. Repentance and faith. And some don't respond. And the reason that some are not saved is as follows. Are you listening? The reason some are not saved is that they do not listen to God's word at all. And they willfully despise it. They plug their ears. They harden their hearts. And in this way, they block the ordinary way for the Holy Spirit to work on them. What does that mean? They block the ordinary way. Well, we say, we believe, we profess that it's faith alone, and faith is a gift, and faith comes from hearing the word. And so the ordinary way that is outlined in this scripture is when Abraham said, in answer to sending someone to tell her his brothers, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. They didn't. And he says, no, Father, he said, if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Jesus came from the dead. And yet still, there are some that don't repent, that some that don't respond. 
And Abraham said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if somebody rises from the dead. How sad is that? You're not in that. You know that, right? You're good. You're in. Your baptism confirms that. You're written in the book. But you've been given a treasure. You are wealthy beyond comprehension. You need, we need to give that gospel away. How does that look? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a smile. Maybe it's an invitation to church. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's a letter. Encouragement. You're and me, we're, we're, we're loaded. <laughs> we really are. And we should be about spending it. And the shame is, and, and maybe even that something that pressures us from giving is, is the people that mock the word. I don't know if anyone's ever done it to you, but you've heard it. You've seen it done to other people. You go, well, I don't want to be that guy. And I pray that through the Holy Spirit that he encourages you. Maybe your call isn't to be a pastor. Maybe you heard that, that uh, beautiful uh, song that uh, Liz was playing. Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? Well, yeah, it is you. And he's got something for you to do. It may not be standing up here and, 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 and being a pastor, but you are exactly where he wants you to be. You are exactly where he knew you would be, and you are exactly where he can use you. All you have to do is say, I'm yours. Do what you want to with me, to do whatever you want to do through me. That didn't hurt. It's a fun ride. You're, you're, you're loaded. Spend it. Give that love away, that love of Christ. Give that love of the gospel, that love of what you know that Christ has done for you away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Red hot chili peppers, sorry. Give it away in the name of Jesus. Amen.